Amen. Thank you for getting with the worship team. Amen. He inhabits the praises of his people. The sooner we learn that, the sooner we'll get a move of God in our personal lives. Hallelujah. So glad to have all of you here. Amen. Our guests, so good to have you here. Amen. Philippians 2. Amen. And I want to read verses 6 through 11, very familiar scriptures. I'm sure most of you can quote most of this, especially our Bible quizzers. They probably don't have to turn in their Bible. Amen. Beginning at verse number 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Our world doesn't need a church that's only smart, educated, and wealthy. Our world needs a church where Jesus is everything, where it's all about him, and it's all for him, where he is everything and we are nothing. If we can get that part right, then anything is possible. Sister Valerie, so happy to see you here. I told her when she walked in the door, in the back door, they park on this back parking lot. I would have thought nothing, and I don't think anybody else would after what she's gone through, to just stay home in the quiet, and rest today, that would have been all right. But here she is in God's house. We're so glad she's here. Amen. Back both of them, Brother Jay and Sister Valerie are just sweet people. Their spirit is good. Amen. What a blessing to this church. Amen. You made it. I would, you know, you know, I, I, I'm just happy for all of us that desire to be in God's house. That's the way it ought to be. I know that probably the weather, even tonight, I'm not sure what's going to happen. A, a, a weather warning is going out for tonight. You know, and I wouldn't want to take the responsibility of putting you in danger. But, but hey, you know, maybe just don't raise your hand, but just maybe you can gauge yourself here. I, oh, yeah, by the way, this is Super Bowl Sunday. You know, the idolatry of the, of the pigskin, you know. And there's people, there's no way. Think about it, test yourself. If it got pretty bad weather here, you know, and we're like, well, how would you feel? Don't, again, don't, don't make a response. Would it be like, whoo, we don't have to go to church tonight, you know? Or would it be like, you know what? I just want to, I don't know. I just want to be at church. He's, he's my, oh, oh, Brother Johnson, what an awesome job today on being a disciple if you miss that, you need, if they've got it, no, 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 don't let them have it. They didn't make it to Sundays. No, 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 can't have it. <laughs> good, 
good study on being a disciple. Disciples, guess what one of their jobs is? It's to make more disciples. Then those disciples make disciples. It never stops. Hallelujah. Good stuff around here today. And I'm going off track. I haven't even got going yet. Hallelujah. Amen. Look around at somebody and smile at them. I'm, going, I'm just going every direction. Shake their hand if you want. Tell them how glad. Tell them how handsome they are. Brother Chris, good to see y'all. Sister Yachty, bless y'all. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to remember the high ends. We've been getting little text messages there in New York. You may be seated. God bless you. Uh, text messages. Uh, Brother Hyann's dad is, uh, had not been doing well for quite a while, and we miss them in this area over here. Uh, miss Josh on the drums. And so, uh, so these, these families, these folks, we just need to make sure that uh, we hold them up in prayer and back them up. Amen. But our scripture text says this, made himself of no reputation. In other words, it was his choice to not be thought of as the coolest preacher or the coolest or the smartest man in town. Amen. He had a whole different outlook on what he was supposed to. I hope God gives us a revelation, Brother Thompson, on what our calling is and what we're supposed to be doing. I think it, I just have to believe that a lot of Christians are a little cloudy in that area. Amen. Coming to church is not just some nice thing to do and getting baptized is just not some, no, no, no. It's biblical and it's scriptural and every word of God is forever settled in heaven. And, 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 and so I hope we get a clearer understanding by looking at the life of our Lord and Savior here, Jesus Christ, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the light. He did that himself, made in the likeness of men. S someone said Jesus emptied himself of his divinity that he might become like us took on the form of humanity. Now we, our part, amen, we must empty ourselves of our humanity if we become like him. And of course, Brother Johnson talked about, you know, the easy believism and just believe and then you never have to worry about anything. But he gave us enough scriptures to realize, amen, that we need to do something, all right? Hey, we need to make, we, we're not... We're certainly not perfect yet, and we and we won't be. I hate to, hate to you know, disappoint some of you folks who who are, are just almost there now, Amen. But but you won't do that, Amen. We won't be perfect until we are raptured out of this place and the change takes place, Amen. We become like Him. Now we're trying, Amen. And and to, to, to say we can't do it and we're not there yet, that's no excuse to just drag around and be slouchy with our lips for God. We need to put our best foot forward. We need to don't, not forget to pray. Amen. And there's all kind of little adjustments that we're making all along the way. And when God gets ready, he's going to take us out of this place. And until then, we're just going to endure. Hallelujah. Until he gets here or until we die, one or the other. Amen. Now, now emptying ourselves and, and obeying and being a Christian-like and trying to do what he did. I mean, I understand. This is difficult for us to understand because we believe that we're something. 
There's songs that we don't even know this. I'm proud to be an American. Y'all know how I feel about that. I understand that. We say those words, amen, and we even use the word proud. But that's the wrong word. America has got it wrong. We need the word should be I am grateful or I am thankful, amen, to be an American in a place where we have freedom of speech and freedom of religion. I don't know how long that's going to last the way things are going, amen. But so far, we have freedoms in this country and we need to not be proud, but we need to be thanking God, amen, Amen, that we have these blessings, amen, because every good thing, every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light in whom there is no variables. In other words, there is no changing in him, amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means that if he ever healed anybody, then he can do it today. That means if he ever blessed anybody's finances, he can do it today. It might mean a whole lot to a lot of people, but that's what it means to me. The same yesterday, today, and forever. But, but our society teaches from the time we are children, amen, that we are special and we matter and that we count. Listen, I used to be a salesman. <laughs> I know all, I've read every self-help book I used to have quotes I carried around in my pocket. If you don't believe it, go in my office. I've got, and still, I don't trash that stuff. I don't think that we need to be down on ourselves either. Don't get me wrong. But you carry that so far, you get to thinking you are somebody. You're entitled, which is a whole other subject. Amen. But, but we are taught that either directly or indirectly some way that how special we are. And listen, and, and in our mind, the world's just waiting on our input. I don't know how they lasted this long without me because I have bright ideas. I'm super special. I'm smart. We learn all of that growing up and then we live the rest of our lives finding out that none of that's true, none of it. Please don't mistake what I'm preaching here. We can make a mark in this life. Somebody's saying, oh boy, he's going to. No, no, no. We can do things in this life. We can accomplish great things, but only with God's help. Who is it? James, the prophet, the bishop uh, in the New Testament. He said, don't don't you get up and say, well, I'm going to do this or that today and tomorrow. No, 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 no. He said, here's what you preface. Here's what you say about that. He said, here's how you say it. If God be willing. He was trying to get our train of thought, amen, into thinking about what the will of God might be for us instead of us just making all the, I'm going to do this today. Remember the rich man in the Bible? I'm going to buy and sell and I'm going to build bigger barns and I'm going to tear down. Everything's going so well. But the Lord, the angel of the Lord said, thou fool, this night thy soul is, it's serious business, thy soul is required of thee. So it would be good for us to say, you know what? Yes, I can do some things in this world. I can make some marks in this place. I can let some folks know some things, but only if I've got God with me. Only if the Lord willing, I'll do these things. 
Hallelujah. Otherwise, it's just menial. Otherwise, it's just temporary. Amen. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. I'm wondering if we're going to get that. That's why that we're going to just wear the carpet out in these altars up here. That's why that we're going to beat a path down here. Brother John, don't stay away from this altar. Why? Because you, you're going to make some progress. You're going to make, and you are making headway, but only with God. So we just come back up here. We get our hands up again. We shed those tears again. We get a little emotional. Amen. On Sunday. Amen. Why? Because we're trying to make the connection. Brother Chris, thank God I like your house. And I stopped by. You didn't know that, Yachty. I've been to your house. I just checked it all out yesterday. You wasn't there. <laughs> the blessings of God. Blessings of God. He said, without me, ye can do nothing. But with me, all things. See, I'm not trying to, you don't have to be on the wrong side of the tracks. You don't have to be down and out. You don't have to live in sad city. With me, all things are possible. If you just believe, I want somebody to be blessed in this house before we leave. I'm not planning on preaching a long time. I want you to reach out in faith and take a hold. That's how you do it. Amen. You take a hold, amen, of whatever you need and whatever you desire. Because God wants to give it to you. He wants to help you out. And I want him to. Hallelujah. Amen. Without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Listen, God looks at things from an eternal Think about it a moment. Eternal viewpoint. I mean, nothing of eternal value is done by the hand of man. Because, you know, somebody could come up, well, I know somebody, they're, you know, they're heathens and they, they're rich. And, they, you know, I understand things can be done. Listen, I've, I've gone to cemeteries. Uh, I know where somebody, down, down in North Louisiana, out in the woods, way out in redneck country. Some of y'all don't want to go there, okay? <laughs> Just trust me, all right? You know, they still exist, okay? But, but you know, it just it's always impressed me, Brother Pete, old cemeteries. Because when I get to a cemetery, I start thinking scriptures, Sister Nicole, a rapture. The dead in Christ are going to rise. That's what the Bible said. That means graves are going to burst open. Amen. But I've been to those old cemeteries way, way, way back in the hill country. Woods. The old church is gone now, rotted down, but they have a little old cemetery. And, and, but in the middle of the grave, now they've got old gravestones, and these things people probably accomplished things back in those days. But, but you can read some of them. Some of them's faded out. Yeah, stone, weathered and beaten. And, but I've seen trees, Sister Carol, Big tree growing right in the middle of the grave. I'm like, now what's going to happen to that person? Where's that person? At? I don't know, but God's going to get them out of there if they're ready for the rapture, right. if they were right with God when they took their last breath. Right. Amen. Amen. Even things in this world, people, it fades away. But if you do spiritual things, if you lock in and get that relationship with Almighty God, get your heart right with Him and in connection with Him, then what you do is not temporal. Hey, listen, 
Well, James says life is a vapor, just appears for a little while. It's like a flower that grows up and, and then it fades when the sun gets on it. That's what we do. It wouldn't matter if we lived 100 years here. To God, it's just like, just a little while. But we are folks, listen, we are connected up. Amen. With something that's eternal. That's what God's talking about. That's how he, that's like, we have to look at it. God looks at things from the eternal viewpoint. Amen. But even in this period that we, that we're temporarily in, and it's called time, God will do great things in the lives of those who abide in him because he's eternal. He's eternal. That's, the, that's why we have to make the connection. Listen, it's, it's the, so you know where I'm coming from. It's the independence that God will not bless. It's the pride and the glorifying of flesh that God is against. Let me give you a scripture for this. Proverbs 16 and 18, if y'all wanna throw that up there. Amen. Pride, pretty clear language here. Pride goes before destruction. And, uh, and we're taught pride. Oh, you, you stick your, raise your chin up. Just to, Somebody's chin, some people's chin so high, if it rained, they'd drown. Put it down just a little bit. <laughs> Amen. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty, do you know, do you know now, as much as I, please don't, don't mistake me and say, boy, he just un-American, he just, he, no, 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 I, I think I've lived long enough that I'm, it qualifies me to, to pick out a few things I don't like about what's going on around here. A haughty spirit goes before a fall. You know what haughty is? There's a lot of words if you look it up in the dictionary, but it comes down to one thing, arrogance. If you wanna just, that's my favorite word, for, for haughty, amen, haughty is a word that most of the time is used in the King James, but, but it's just an, that is, that is almost, that's promoted to be rude and ugly and I've got what I need and I don't care about you, amen. He says that goes before a fall. You're, you're about, you're going to, the rug's about to be pulled out from under you, amen, according to the scripture. And you know what, I can believe you or I can believe the scripture. Guess who I choose to believe? Hallelujah. When Jesus stood, I mean, let me prove this with some scriptures here. I wanna, I don't, I'm not trying to look good. I'm just trying to get some things across that will help us. You can take home with you. Amen. When Jesus stood broken and bloody. Now, remember, he chose this road. They didn't kill Jesus. He chose to die. It was his choice. Amen. Took on the form of a servant. Remember the text. When Jesus stood broken, bloody before Pilate, he appeared to be anything but successful in his mission. You got to get this. From the carnal standpoint, the carnal view, amen, it was quite obvious that the world had won this battle and Jesus had lost. He had failed. Oh, but looks are deceiving. <laughs> Things are not always what they seem. Don't be fooled here. Sister Donna, amen. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It really doesn't matter. Amen. Doesn't make a whole lot of difference what people are saying. Sister Guadalupe, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. 
Hallelujah. Sister Valerie, we know we have a close relationship with the great physician. Hallelujah. And all three of the specialists that thought they knew, and I think they did know. But we know a greater doctor, a better doctor. We know a specialist. Hallelujah. Listen, Pilate in his arrogance said, don't you know, we need to get this part right here if you don't get anything else. Pilate was, I mean, he was the law. He was in charge. He had the authority. He had the power. So we got to make sure that we listen to him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, he said, don't you know that I can free you or I can crucify you, Jesus? You know what Jesus' answer was? He said, thou could have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. He was trying to pass on a little revelation that Pilate, you know, whether he was voted in or appointed, I'm not sure. It didn't matter how you got your job. You still need authority that's above all of that authority. I don't think he got it totally. Hallelujah. But folks, listen, think about it. This lowly, broken man, crown of thorns on his head, beard had been snatched out of his face, bleeding. The scripture tells us that he was unrecognizable. You wouldn't know him if you saw him. Amen. But this was the man they saw walking on the waves of the sea. This was the man who stood in their boat and spoke to the storm and the waves by the Thompson and said, peace be still. And they said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the wave, y'all listen, y'all listen to me today, amen. What manner of man can just speak to all the elements and they obey him? This, this humble man that looked like he had failed and messed up and was beaten and torn, amen. And they all had authority over him, it seemed like. This is the same man who blessed the little boy's lunch and fed 5,000 and had 12 baskets of leftovers. The leftovers, think about it. We could live off of the leftovers. This is who he was. This is what he could do. This was some, some, a few qualifications that he had. Amen. This was the man who called Lazarus. Brother Johnson was preaching about it today. Amen. Out of the tomb. dead man, had been dead four days. They said, Master, by now he stinketh. We shouldn't mess with him now. No, 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 roll away the stone. This was the man, amen, but you couldn't tell it by looking at him in that condition. You know what? Listen, there's some of us right here in this room right now, you're up against something. And it looks like it's gonna just bring you down. But remember, looks are deceiving. Listen, you take a hold of that nail-scarred hand of Jesus Christ, amen, the one who has all power in heaven and in earth. Listen, that's all you need. That's all you need. I used to preach a sermon. One of my first sermons many years ago was just Jesus. And my whole thought was, you got him, that's all you need. You don't need anything else. 
He's the supplier of all of our needs. He is the healer of every sickness and every disease. He's a friend that sticks close to the brother. He will never let you down. You, we got, I need this, I need, this is what people do nowadays. They do all this, get all this fixed up. You're like, preacher, yeah, I know I need to come to church, but I need to take care of this. No, 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 no. No, you come take care of church first. Didn't the Bible say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, what things? The house you need, the car you need, the money you need, the food, all that. He said, all these things shall be added to you. Let's get our order right, all right? Can I hear an amen? Get our order right. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you learned. Some of you discovered the blessing of giving. I just throw it in. It's been a long time since I just took a, a text and preached giving and paying time. It's been a long time. I threw a little bit in it last week. Some of you have discovered the blessing in giving. It's still a bother to some folk. Like, I don't have enough money. I can't pay the church. I can't pay. L- listen, when you get the revelation then when you get your paycheck or whatever kind of check you get, you know what you'll do? You will be very careful to make sure you take the first fruits out of that. Amen. Discuss it with your wife or your husband. You know what? Hey, it's very clear, very plain in the Bible where you do do that. Listen, let me tell y'all something. This church has made it. We had a church split one time, and somebody bragged about taking half. They just about did. And you know what? And I, I, Sister Cole, you've heard me talk about this, some of you others. I've never, I don't even go in that office. I don't check on who gives and who don't. I don't want that. When I start to preach, I want it clear. I don't know who paid tithes, didn't pay tithes. I don't know how much. I don't care. But I did, I was smart enough to figure pretty quick when I realized that about $6,000 was going right up the road up here. And I knew that we have such a small budget here and we operate by the skin of our teeth. And so just real quick, I figured out like, woo, I don't know if we can pay the church mortgage or not. Well, actually, I know we can't pay the church mortgage. But you know what? I was tested, Brother Ruck, on what I've always preached. Always, always preach, you know, and I felt like, you know, there's some people leave and they just leave. People leave for job transfers and people go for whatever reason. That's fine. It's a free country. We're not running a cult here. But, but you know, then there's folks who leave and then they kick you in the teeth as they go out. Then they wish bad on you. Then they hope you fold up. Then they fold, you know, they don't wish any, like we're going to walk out of there and this is our way of getting them and we're not going to give them no more money. I knew that was going on too because I didn't let them pastor. There ain't one pastor here. That's me and Jesus. I mean, he's helping me. But <laughs> Hate to be hard-headed and stubborn that way, but that's just how I feel like the way it is. But you know what happened? Guess what God taught me? That's the, Brother Ruck, that's the week <laughs> that we're just, nobody, we're not telling anybody. We're just like suffering. Like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Y'all know, I'm going to get on your street here in a minute. You know, well, I don't know. I got this to pay. And I, hey, listen, folks, it ain't nothing like financial problems that will bring you down. Why are you supposed to pay your bill? I signed on that dotted line. I told that banker I was going to do this. And, you know, that car I bought. And I was a little shaky about it. But when I signed, that was me saying, I would do this. And I'm a Christian. They know that. And now I can't pay? It'll just just work on you from every angle. Well, that's where I was. And not only mine personally, but I'm thinking, well, this is the church. And I've been preaching faith and this thing's going to go, you know, and people's going to get blessed. And, you know, and here we are now, everything is probably at least cut in half. 
And there was people fun. It was looking like that we're going under. It looked like the false prophets and the ugly people were going to be right. And I'm like, wow. But, but we were in our, we had our home fellowship group at our house. That week, folks, <laughs> we're sitting in our house all suffering all by ourselves. We had a little fellowship group knock, the, knock on the door. It was Brother and Sister Ruck. And they'd been in town in Hampstead for I don't know how long. They didn't tell them. <laughs> and they said, hey, we're, this, we're Brother and Sister Ruck. We, we, you know what, what I'm saying is established people who already had the revelation of who God is, amen, and how you pay your tithes. And they were already, they already discovered that blessing, and they came in. Hey, the, the Kellys who had been around here, gone down to Brother Libby's, I used to call him Money Man Mose, you know. <laughs> Brother Tenney saw him at General Conference. You know how T.F. Tenney is. He's like real witty. He said, he said, Brother Kelly, I heard you've been in the hospital. Heard you got hurt. Brother Kelly said, no. What'd you? He said, I heard you fell off your wallet and broke your arm. <laughs> you know, so everybody knew so hey brother Kelly how much money did brother Kelly give me to pay down honey where you at 18,000 yeah I stopped by it's how God let me tell you some of you are just struggling right now just like well I don't know if I it just looks bad you can't go by what it looks like you can't do that looks are deceiving I'm riding with Brother Kelly still suffering. This house that we'd prayed for and this property that we felt like the church needed. You know, you know, God, that's what we asked for. And now it's going on a, like an auction, a sheriff sale or whatever they call it at the courthouse. Brother Kelly, I'm riding along with him. He didn't know how I was suffering. Here he's got money in every pocket. He paid his tithes, but, you know, sometimes he, he had all that money was made from some other jobs. I mean, I, he didn't owe any money to us. He just a little bit along. And so I didn't know I was going to get into all this. Amen. Not in my notes. I'll try to get back, not, not keep you long. Uh, but we're riding along, and he's driving in the van, and he said, yeah, that house is coming open, and, you know, uh, you, do you, have, you have to have a certain amount of down payment, 10% or something. It was $18,000. He said, do you have that money? I said, no, Brother Kelly, I don't, I don't, we don't have it. He said, what you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go to the bank and sit on the mercy seat. Hat in my hand and borrow, which is always, it's not good business to borrow your down payment. You know, if you usually have to borrow, probably from a banker standpoint, if you have to borrow the down payment, you probably are not, you're not a good customer to, to be dependent on to pay the payment every month. I'm just crying. And he drove along a little while and finally he said, no, I, I, I think, uh, he said, I, I think I'll just write you a check for that. I said, what? 18000 Bobby, y'all get ready, all right? Y'all gonna get blessed. Y'all getting blessed already. <laughs> it's coming. Hallelujah. Hey, and then I'm like, oh, I'm still trying to get over that. And then he, then he said, hey, Brother Ruck, you'll appreciate this from him. And he said, no, no, I'll tell you what, I think I'll just give you cash. <laughs> 18,000 just laying around, just stuck somewhere. So we drove to his house. And I sat in the car, and he went inside. Some of it was really cold, like it'd been in the deep freeze or something. <laughs> a paper grocery bag, big bag. And he just handed that to me. We drove to our house. I mean, I'm like, I'm holding. I was like a drug dealer or something. I'm like, 
It's not safe to carry that much cash around. Let me tell you what else God did to open up a door for that. We walked right in here the, the day of the auction. I said, Brother Kelly, I want you to go with me, but here we're going to go pray first. And, you know, you know, an auction, the whole idea of an auction is the auctioneer is to push the price up. We go, if you have enough people that are, that are interested in the property, then they're like, hey, we'll just keep bidding. It'll keep going up. Well, we knew what the bottom line was. That's what we were willing. That's all we were able to pay, Sister Carol. And so we just said, here's what we're going to do. Brother Kelly, and he was a man of faith too. And I said, Brother Kelly, we're going to pray that nobody shows up at the auction but us. God, this is what we want. And so we went down to the courthouse in Westminster and we sat around. Finally, there was a guy with a little microphone and a little setup out on the park area with a park bench. And we stood around and he kept listening, you know, waiting around and looking around. Nobody there but me and him and Brother Kelly. And finally, his phone, his cell phone rang. He picked it up. Hello, you know, he started. And so come to find out there was another group of people or another party of people. They were at the Ellicott City uh, courthouse. They like, we got, the, we, we got the wrong courthouse. They were coming. But, but because we prayed to a God that's in control of everything and everybody, we just asked him. They got stuck at the wrong courthouse. We made a bid. There was nobody else to go up, and we wouldn't go up. And the guy said, sold. <laughs> Couldn't wait on those guys. Listen, listen, God will make a way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Could we claim that right now for some of our needs? Could we claim it in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Matthew 26, 53, let's all stand together. I'm gonna to bring out a point that we can't afford to miss. Jesus said, and this is basically the same story, but this is Matthew's rendition of this. Jesus was standing here uh, in his mock trial. He says, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. You know how many angels is a legion? The Romans did this, uh, you know, to number or divide up their military, their army. And so it's from three to 6,000 men. That's how much a legion. It could be 3,000. It could be anywhere up to 6,000. You know, if it was 6,000 in that legion, Jesus was talking. You know, he's talking about 72,000 angels. He said, I could pray to my Father. I could pray to the Spirit. Amen. And he will send me legions. He'll send me 72,000. Amen. To take care of whatever needs to be done down here. Amen. Here, here's the point. We're talking about humbling ourselves. We're not talking about being proud till we pop the buttons off of our, I, since I preach this, listen, I, I, I hope you get rich, but here's the danger in this. The more money we get, the more arrogant we get. The more independent we become. That's why God keeps a bunch of us poor. 
I'm, I'm not doing this to be funny, but, but this is something we need to think about, Lord. David said, Lord, I don't even know what I need to ask for. I don't know. Now, that's being humble, right? Because most of us know, I know exactly what I asked for. David said, you know, he said, don't let me be poor, God. Because if I'm poor, then we know what the law said about stealing, and I could be lost by if I was a thief. Don't let, don't, don't let me be poor. I don't, I don't, but, 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 Lord, don't give me too much. Because if you give, you too, give me too much, God, I may forget you. This is, a, this, is, this is hard to pray for some of us because some of us see some things on the horizon. And this is one preacher that's not trying to hold you back. I'm not, I'm not preaching that at all. I'm just preaching for you to think about it a little bit. He said, God, here's what I want you to do. I want you to feed me with meat that's convenient for me. You, you, you do. Now, you know, that may not be much for somebody, but for some folks... You know, that's, that's pretty tough I, I, because we like to be in charge. We like to be in control. That's exactly what, you know, that's why some folks won't turn loose a service like we did a while ago. I, you know, I've been preaching for a lot of years now, and so I miss it a few times. I'll miss it some more. I'll mispronounce some more words for you, okay? Don't know it all. But, but, but I've got some ideas. I, got some, I know how it feels up here when the, when the church is about to take it away from you. It's not a, not a good feeling. That means we got to get business, you know, we got to do the business of a, of a bishop and a pastor, and we, we can't let that happen. But, but there's a lot of folks who keep you right back there. They won't turn you loose. They're going to stop the music and shut everything down, Brother Johnson, real quick, because they don't want nobody to turn loose. What, what, what do you mean by that? Because it will get out of hand. But that's exactly what needs to be done. Amen. Amen. We need to let the Spirit of the Lord blow through this place like a rushing mighty wind. Let it blow on our finances. Let it blow up on our health. Amen. Amen. Our relationships. Right. And let God, let some folks do some running the aisles like you did a while ago. Brother Corey, I'm so glad to see you do that. Brother David Harry wasn't all by himself. Claim that victory. Claim that blessing. Step out on faith. Amen. Nobody wants to put on a show here. Amen. But, but, but we have to say, God, I don't know when to come in and I don't know when to go out. That's, hum that, that, that's, that's humble language right there. Humble pie. You know, you know, Lord. You do whatever we need. And so we need to turn this thing, get, get ready, get used to it, church. Amen. Listen, there's folks all over this country that love God and they're being held back. Right. Just stay where you sit, where you are. I'm going to preach my sermon. You're gonna, we're going to sing our song. We're going to make sure you give your offering and you're going to go, no, no, we just need to just stay in here for a while. It's a matter for this Super Bowl Sunday. We need, to let, we need to stop letting idolatry tell. It's, it's some right now. Again, don't raise your hand, but listen, folks, right now. Amen. If we went a little long today, you'd be walking right out of here. Who, who's important? Who's most important to you? I'm just bringing some hard questions to you you need to think about. Now, you know what? Listen, spirit of denial comes on us, spirit of self-justification. Oh, we'll just play it down, discount. Oh, no, no, I love. You know, I'm not doubting that you love. But who do you love the most? 
I'll just leave that right there. Hallelujah. But I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, now, if our team were playing, <laughs> it'd be different. <laughs> yeah, that's a good prayer. Nobody gets crippled. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember this, and I'm trying to close. Jesus never claimed he could do it himself. When he said, I'll pray to my Father and he'll send. Well, Bobby, it's another one. We could we look at it as a, as a one God apostolic message right here. Not that there was, you know, somebody else is more. Here's the reason. He said he had already told Philip, Philip, when you see me, you see the Father. He was the image of the invisible God looking pitiful and bloody and beaten. That was God. When you see me, you see, he had, he's the one that said all power is given. So what good would it be? He was trying to show us again how to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. He was being the example here. You don't have to fight for everything that you get. Let's turn this situation over to God and watch him honor us and bless us and help us any way that he can. Amen. Amen. He said all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Listen, he's reminding us again, don't be boastful. Don't be proud. Don't be arrogant. Amen. Sometimes God is kind enough and he's merciful enough to remind us that we are nothing. Our best day is not good enough. Our greatest strength is not strong enough. Our character is weak. Come on, folks. Amen. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Amen. And we are reminded of all this. Amen. When things we've worked hard for. When all that begins to crumble and all of it begins to fall apart, amen, our hearts are broken. L listen, we're reminded that without him, we can do nothing. So go conquer the world. Study hard if you're going to school. Don't play around. Don't waste your money or your parents' money. Work hard. Make a lot of money, etc., etc. Amen. But don't forget to include Jesus. Don't forget to take him with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Are we all standing? <clears throat> Let's put our hands together one more time. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say this in closing. Sister Kim felt the Holy Ghost when I prayed for you right here. Very, 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 very strong. Amen. We appreciate good doctors. Amen. Appreciate what they do, what they know, how they help. Amen. But let's expect God to do a miracle. Listen, not only that he just cares for us and loves us, but there's somebody else that needs that faith boost. Ooh, he did it. Hallelujah. Look what he did. He still heals. Well, looked like it. Amen. Brother Rich felt the Holy Ghost. Love to see those tears. Amen. Just keep bringing it to the altar. Amen. Sister Sonia, hold on to your faith. You've got enough faith to move a bunch of mountains. You, a lot of mountains. You've got enough faith. Just keep, just keep doing that. Keep doing that. Hallelujah. Amen. Your day will come. Be not weary. I'm going to wear my scripture out again. Be not weary and well-doing. Don't get tired. 
Go get that. Because in due season, you'll reap if you faint not. And one translation says if you don't quit. We're going to have some dry services around here. Be just for you. If you're looking for the latest, if you're looking for the best, the sweetest, the nicest, the classiest, wrong, wrong place. Because when the Lord brought the Israelites, aimed them right toward the promised land, he said, it's going to be a land, you've never been there, but he said, when you get there, it'll be a land of hills and valleys. What that means, there's going to be ups and downs. Get ready for it. It's not level. You don't just get on the mountaintop and stay there. You're going to fight. You're going to struggle. You got giants there. You got cities that are walled. But you can do this thing. You can go look for the fanciest church with the best choir. Amen. The fanciest facilities, the nicest. We're going to get there sooner or later. But you know what? When we get there, some of your blood and sweat's going to be mixed in with it. That's what makes the difference. That's what will keep you in here. If you've put your hard-earned money in it, if you've put your sweat in it, then the least little test, the least little trial, and you don't get offended by that. You're like, you know what? This is part of my blood and sweat. So guess what, devil? You got to do more than that. Is that all you got? You ever get in a fight with anybody like that? You, ever, you know, you just hit them. I used to teach Chad that. I said, son, I'm not teaching you to fight. But you're going to come up against some people sometime. You have to make a decision. You remember the old westerns? Remember all the westerns? They'd knock somebody down in a fight. That's a man talk, ladies. Y'all just they'd knock them down, and then they would struggle to pick them back up. Look at the energy that they're wasting. Them all. They pick them back up, and then the, where they could hit them again. You know what's a funny thing? They would struggle and just wrestle to get them back up, and then the guy they picked up would knock them out. Don't. Don't pick him back up. Just drop down there on your knees. Just finish that thing off right there. If you're going to do that, don't ever hit anybody. This is what I used to teach Chad. But if you ever do decide to hit somebody, you do it right. That's horrible teaching in it coming from the bishop. I'm trying to spiritualize this y'all have let me. <laughs> y'all just jumped on the carnal side and just stayed there. Oh, he's just he's teaching our people to fight. <laughs> if you're going to fight the devil, you don't play patty cake with him. You know, I, I've never been in many fights. Not as a kid. But you know, there's some people you hit, you like, you know, boom. You know, and they go, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's it. But there's some folks out there, guys, y'all remember this. You can hit them hard as you want to. You just make them mad. You hit them and they're looking right at you. Like you better get ready to fight or run one or the other because they ain't playing with you. <laughs> well, that's how some people fight the devil. Like, I won't go to church. But I'm just pick and choose what I do. And what I, I ain't going to be getting out there and running that out. Like, no, 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 no. Come on, let's just go ahead and be holy rollers. Come on, let's, let, let's, hit, him. let's hit him good here. Hallelujah. Hey, love y'all. Amen. So glad you came tonight. You look wonderful. You look great. We're doing great things. We're small now, but we're not going to stay small. Amen. Feel the revival. Amen. Brother Jay, amen. Just get ready. Hallelujah. Get ready. People, more people of the Spirit, just like you, is coming. 
Amen. And we're going to build this church on his truth. Amen. The baptismal tank, it won't be big enough. I don't know what we're going to do. We have to do more. Amen. Multiple. I don't know. Y'all get ready. Amen. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for helping. And if you're a guest here, God bless you for coming. Hope I didn't offend anybody. Amen. Listen, let's watch this weather. Uh, I, I, they're calling for bad weather. If there's it's horrible weather and you can't get here and get back safe, will you be the judge on that? All right. God bless you. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Smile at somebody, shake hands, and you're dismissed.